Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arias. Thanks for listening to episode 173 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for another blessed day that we're able to get together, my brother and I. I pray, Lord, that as we continue to... uh, move forward with this podcast father and talk uh, things uh, that take place in our world father within our government and our local cities our churches father let us to always be focused uh, more than anything on your word father let that be the center of everything that we live for lord help us to have a better understanding of uh, our lives in this world lord and that we may uh, pass along this information or, or just the truth, Father, that we slay, that we stand on, Father, to people that are listening to us, Father. I give you thanks for the listeners that we have, Father, for those that download the podcast, Father. Uh, there's still many that still listen and follow, Lord, and it is a blessing to us, Lord. Uh, thank you for allowing us a time to gather together. I pray that you continue to bless my brother, the brain, help him to continue as he uh, continues through his uh, diet. Father, and his new uh, uh, way of uh, living a healthier life, Lord. Thank you for the progress he's made. I pray that you continue to bless his life, Lord. Be with his family out there uh, in the East Coast, Lord. And I thank you again for his life and his time he spends uh, studying your word, Father. And uh, Father, I pray that today he's a blessing to not only me, but those that listen as well as once the podcast is released, Lord. Thank you for our lives and thank you for this time you give us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's I want to thank the, I want to thank the folks that listen to this podcast because um, <clears throat> we're not always consistent <laughs> in putting it out, <laughs> and, especially and, especially uh, uh, recently. I'm not being yeah, consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my man, uh, the beef here. He's he's become a very important person apparently because <laughs> he's. I think I think he's been pulled in six different directions. You know, uh, uh, people needing his services. Not that I'm important. Uh, just a horrible planner and uh, <laughs> not very good about re- keeping up with routines or. I, I was I was texting my brother and I, had to, I told him, hey, I need to start keeping track on a calendar now. Exactly. Everything that I have to do, because, you know, there's times when I'm thinking, brother, podcast. Oh, sorry, bro. I, I forgot. I got whatever, you know, uh, either two, 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 two words. Brother. Or, yes. Yes. Two words. Time management. Yes, sir. <laughs> and one yes, more. Sir. One more. Set boundaries. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel I, I've I, been there. I've been there, but because I, I, uh, I, uh, I used to try to do be everything for all people, do everything for everybody, and it about did me in. <laughs> I wasn't taking care of myself. I was trying to take care of everybody else. That's not healthy. <laughs> Is that why you're you smiling know? at me, or you're like, "Yep, I've been there, done that." Every time I that. talk to you, <laughs> yeah, I like the way things are going right now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I tell you, in, yeah. a, in a good, you know, prison lord, it, it's good to be busy. It keeps you out of trouble, right, brother? Yep, it does. But at the same time, you said two phrases there that are very important: the time management. And setting boundaries. And it's so true because a lot of the times we get so involved with everything and sometimes it's it becomes too much or it's just we need better planning. And I think that's where I'm at. I need to better plan my days, uh, which I am uh, hoping to do here in the next week or two and have it squared away. I think everything came at once and trying to juggle everything at the same time, brother. Not easy. And life does hit you, right? I mean, I mean, oh, you, absolutely. unexpected things show up. You you had a 
extra thing at work you had to take care of that took a lot of your time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm even working this right. coming weekend because right. there's still more to be done. So Right. And then, of course, church commitments and everything else, mm-hmm. it, it, family commitments, it, it, it just piles up. And I think that's probably 70 percent of America <laughs> having to deal exactly. with that kind of right? fast paced lifestyle. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah, that's rough. And that's why that's why boundaries are so important. You know, it's mm-hmm. important to set those boundaries. So. Um, so, yeah, I learned that years ago. And, and I learned it and still didn't abide by it and still try to do everything. And, it, you know, it, now that I look back on it, since I've kind of put the brakes on a whole bunch of stuff, uh, I think, you know, how did I do that? How yeah. in the world? It, I, I must have been in a, in a whirlwind frenzy <laughs> trying to get everything done, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, yeah. and now that I've slowed down and I have, I've had time to actually, um, teach myself to slow down because it's hard to do when, mm-hmm. when you're, you're going at a high pace like that. Uh, it's hard to slow down. And I had somebody tell me, I actually, Dr. Gamble mentioned to me, he says, you know, it's hard for people like you to slow down <laughs> because you know, I was, I was, I was doing, I was doing law enforcement. I was uh, teaching at a Christian school. I had commitments at the church, family commitments. And it was a lot And uh, I found that trying to slow down was difficult because I was so used to going at such a hard pace Mm -hmm. and slowing down actually unnerved me to some degree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, right. And I had to learn to be number one, comfortable with myself. Yeah. Right. You know, be my, by, by myself in the house when, when my wife is out at work now, uh, I have to, I had to learn how to be comfortable with myself and to pace myself and to teach myself to just, you know what, today, I don't want to do anything. I just want to relax and ease my mind. And, you know, and that's okay. Mm. It, you can give yourself permission to do that because we all need rest. There's a rest principle in scripture, right? Yes, right. And uh, you know, that's why God, you know, set up the seventh day. On the seventh day, he rested. And he told Israel, you're going to rest on the seventh day. And so there's a rest, there's a physical rest, there's a mental rest, there's a spiritual rest. And, that, and we need rest to, to um, recuperate ourselves. Imagine, imagine doing what the, the SEALs do in BUDS training, where they go in a week with only four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they're delirious by the end of that thing, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we try to do that, you know, just... You know, I can, I can survive on five hours of sleep and I'll do all that overtime at work and all this kind of stuff. And, and I know why we do it. We do it to, to please our boss, to make extra money. We, we got to pay bills. I understand all that, but it does catch up to us. Oh, absolutely. Over time. Absolutely. And now that you, let me ask you, did you find yourself, because, uh, you know, as, as men, you know, and, and even when we're a little overwhelmed with all these different things, we almost don't want to stop because we feel that we can get it all done. But at the same time, we do not want to humble ourselves and go, wait a minute, I need to slow down. I need to set boundaries where you cut certain things out or change things uh, because then you feel like you're letting people down. Well, God designed men to be conquerors. We have to conquer mm-hmm. something. You right. know, we, we, we got to set a goal and conquer it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how we God made us to be. And the problem is, is that, is that we, sometimes we go overboard with that, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's in our bit. nature, right? It's in our, yeah. na- if, if, you, if you're a man, it's in your nature, you know, and, and, you know, don't, don't be feminized now, guys, don't feminize, you know, buck up buttercup, <laughs> you know, buck up buttercup, you know, stand up and be a man. And, and we, you know, cause we tend to whine and moan and groan men today, they whine and moan and groan too much. Yep. You know, stand up and, and be a man, you know, and God made you to conquer things. And that's why we do that to ourselves. That's why we, you know, I got to conquer this and I got to conquer that. And we find, we mm-hmm. find fulfillment in that. You know, we, we find, we, we, we have a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment in, in doing that. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how we're designed. But, um, you know, it's, it's unnatural for us to, to be whiny babies. Men are not designed to be whiny babies. And we're not designed to be emotional. I mean, that's how we're designed to 
to be tough to take the hit and to keep on going. You're not very, very you're not going to be very popular right now after this, right? You know that. Oh, it's going to get worse. <laughs> we're just early in the podcast. It's going to get worse as it goes along. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we don't hold back in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. We, so, we expect men to be men. Yep. Now, gentlemen, your wives, they're not made that way. They're made to be sensitive and emotional. That's why they're good with the kids. Because they can empathize and identify with the kids. You know, moms, you know, she's comforting little Johnny when he scrapes his knee. Oh, little Johnny, it's okay. I'll kiss it and blow on it and put a Band-Aid on it. And he feels better, right? Because mommy made him feel better. What does dad do? Get up, boy. <laughs> Get up, boy. Shake it Shake off. Shake it off, Santa. Yeah. Shake it off. Nope. <laughs> Shake the dirt off. <laughs> get on yeah. in there and play. Let's you know, rub some mud in that and just get up and go. Yeah, yeah. So that's man. That's that's mom and dad, right? So the, yeah. the kid gets a balance between those two. He knows he's got to toughen up, and, and, and but at the same time, he doesn't become a robot. You know, he doesn't become mm. a, an insensitive Genghis Khan. You know, yeah. That's that's what mom does for him. Mom mom teaches him how. To be kind and sensitive and, and um, how, how to treat people well. Dad teaches them how to be tough. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when life gets tough and life starts knocking you around, you get tough and you start socking it back. You start, you start returning blows to life, right? Mm, that's right. You, you, don't, you don't just back down and go, oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to go to my safe space. No, you, you know, you get hit with life. You turn around and you, you give it a right cross <clears throat> and you, you sock it up in the side of the face, right? Mm, that's how you that's do right. it. So that's what a man does, right? So we, we, we have to teach people, men, how to be men these days because nobody mm. ever taught them. Yep. You know, unless they had a good dad that taught them. And some did. Some of those folks are in the military and they're, they're tough, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but I, I've seen a video recently. Of, uh, I don't want to. Now, I'll, I'll say what branch it was. It was the Air Force. <laughs> 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 And, you know, and they're, they're getting, they're, they're giving a little bit of pressure to these kids, a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and the kid was saying on the video, you know, he's kind of whining about Air Force boot camp. Now we're talking Air Force boot camp, folks, the easiest among the, all the branches. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. Whiny, whiny, whiny. And this was a, a, a guy, right? And you're going, no, dude, you know, shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, you joined the military, dude. This is not Boy Scout camp, you know. Boy Scout camp was even harder than that. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. So, So, I mean, that's that's something, just a little message from men there. But, uh, yeah, you got any thoughts on that, brother? Uh, No. I mean, you said it all, brother. it's uh, you're right we're living in a society where men are not being men we are not taking up the position or taking a role as the provider the worker the uh, serious and we get more uh, and this is the bad thing brother that we're getting more understanding from the pagan world as men being emotional now you know men being more like equal when it comes to women in the sense that you know you can be sensitive you can be you know uh, extremely uh, not masculine right so that changes a lot so that's why you see a lot more men now with uh, uh, you know mental dysphoria in different ways because it's in their psyche that you know they can be emotional they can be you know, suffering from some certain things. Not that there is not suffering. There are there are cases where people, men are suffering badly because of their upbringing. But man, I tell you, brother, it, it's it's a sad it's sad to see masculinity nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, even in the martial arts, I see it. When I was training in the martial arts in the '70s, it was rough. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and and I understand why. I mean, you you have to kind of tone it down because, you know, you, you don't want to lose all your students. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And at the same time, you don't want to get sued. Right. Mm-hmm. And you want, you want to have a, a, a good atmosphere for the, them to come in and learn what they're learning. But, right. but, the, but the flip side of that is, is they, they get too soft. Mm-hmm. 
Now I, I'll tell you a story, brother. Uh, in the style I was in, yeah. My instructor, who happened to be a grandmaster at the time, uh, when I was pre black belt, I was I was uh, getting my brown belt. There was a tradition. I had to take a horse stance. Is a you know, stance where you're stable, right? And and you're um, and you you stabilize yourself. And he got to he got two free hits on me in the chest. He he got to wow. he, did a, he did a powerful reverse punch on me, not and knocked me to the ground. Okay, mm-hmm. and I couldn't now if I flinched, I couldn't test for my black belt. I had to sit there and take the hit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now I get up from that. He gets a second hit, and that was a back kick. Mm. And the back kick swung me up against the wall and down I went. Whoa. Now, the, the thing is, if you could get up from that, then you were good to test for your black belt. If you could stand up after that, then you could get you could test for your black belt. That's how it used to be. It seems like it seems like you did get up because you're still alive here today. I got up. <laughs> I got up. But see, the thing is, is that all the training up to that point had taught me how to take hits mm, mm-hmm. and to keep fighting. And so that was just almost ceremonial just to show that you've reached that level to where you can take a hit and you don't just lay there and go moan and groan and go, oh, my God, I got hit. Start crying, right? Mm-hmm. You got you get back up and you start returning fire. And and you've you've learned over time how to take the hit, absorb it, and and stay in the fight, and that's what that was designed to yeah. show. Yeah. And so and so you know, and I then I was able to test for my black belt after that. So. Wow. Well, thing you know, is, brother, what, you know what that's making me think of, brother? It's like a good almost parable, or it's a good metaphor when uh, you know us as men take our biblical study and you know understanding of it serious when we get knocked down is how we get up and how we respond to continue to obtain wisdom and discernment which i believe is like your black belt let's say you know be able to counsel be able to lead our families be able to be the head of the households that we need to be and that's what it is you're going to get knocked down in life but what do we do to stand up and what do we have to be able to you know, move forward with it. Well, we have the word of God. We have men that are surrounding us that are wise and have discernment and they can encourage us to get mm-hmm. up, shake it off. Don't complain, fight back. Yeah. You don't give up on life mm-hmm. and you don't ask anybody for permission to live your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we've gotten to a point, especially with this fake COVID nonsense this this whole fake pandemic they pushed on us they've got people mentally conditioned to where they're almost asking the health department and the police department and the government and the fbi or whoever else for permission to live Mm -hmm. their life folks Mm. if you don't want to live wear a mask don't wear it they can't force you to wear a mask if you don't want to get the shot don't get it they can't force you to get the shot. And now there are people who got the shot and they're, they're having great regrets. Mm. Uh, Don Ben, Ben Gino, you know, the, the former um, uh, secret service. And mm-hmm. he's now, he's now a broadcaster. Yeah. So Bongino. Huh? Bongino. Yeah. Yeah. He recently, he just recently did a, a one where he talked about lamenting getting the shot. He was, he mm. says is the biggest mistake of his life mm. getting that COVID shot. Um, and so, you know, so what happens? Why, why do we kind of just go ahead and follow things like that without, without really checking into it first, without doing our own research and making our, making a good, wise decision on things like that? It happens because we've been conditioned that way. Now, you think about the, the report card system in education, right? Mm-hmm. Now, not only are you being graded on your academic skills, but remember you also got graded on your behavior. Absolutely. Right. Remember that? So, so if you're a good student, you got good marks on behavior. And if, if you were 
sent to the principal's office a lot, you were, you know, you didn't get such good marks, right? So individuality was de-emphasized and conformity was emphasized. Mm. Conform, 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 conform. So what we've done is we we live in our paradigms and our 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 um, presuppositions, right? Right. And and we build this world around us, this this bubble that we live in, and it's almost like we build the Truman Show around us, right? This fake world <laughs> around us, and and we just conform. We conform to society, right? Like the Chinese are conforming to the social credit score, right? Just conform. Just conform. Don't bucket. Just conform, right? Mm. And so so we're conditioned. We're trained in the mind to be that way. All the way from grade school to junior high to high school. And if you go to college or university, it's still there, right? Now, I wouldn't put military in that because military conformity is a different animal than what I'm talking about. That's conformity to be able to conduct your job, to be able to to, to fight an enemy and be successful, right? Mm-hmm. That's a different kind of conformity. They don't, they're not killing individuality in the military. They're not killing individuality. Um, but, but education does try to kill individuality and have you yeah. conform to what they tell you society is. I'll give you an example. I'll give the folks an example here. How many people have credit cards? Uh, and, guilty. And how many people uh, are, hang, are are they? They really depend heavily upon their FICA st- score um, in order to to try and live life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So that's an example of conformity. Here's 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 the thing: um, the, the rebel bucks that system. Mm. And says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play by their rules anymore. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to save up the money and buy whatever I need cash. And I don't want to pay them credit card interest anymore. And I don't want to play their game anymore. You know, brother, I I don't know what my FICO score is and I could care less. (laughs) <laughs> I could have the worst FICA score in the, in the entire world and it would not even affect me. Yeah. Because I don't play their game. Mm. I don't borrow money ever for anything. Mm. That's good. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so, and so but am I am I in am I poverty stricken, brother? Uh, nope. <laughs> am I living on the streets? Uh nope. Actually you really you live in a really nice part of town. <laughs> and I didn't need a FICA score to do it. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. you ever mentioning FICA at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not... like, I'm moving. We're looking for a house. Yeah. I yep. found one. Here's yeah. pictures of it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. That's <laughs> exactly. So, and I, I mean, you know? that, that junker vehicle you have, it's really oh, yeah, slow. That, yeah. yeah. That, yeah that, I'm that, sure. That's what a FICA could afford you, right? That two-cylinder engine I got in there. Yeah, the two-cylinder. <laughs> two squirrels. Yeah. No. He's laughing, folks, because I, I have a 2018 Dodge Challenger TA392 Hemi with 500 horsepower. <laughs> and the pink slip. I never made one payment on that thing, brother. Not one payment. It can be done, folks. You don't have to live by their rules. Here's the thing. You don't have to ask the world bankers for permission to live your life or the government or anybody else. The thing is, is that they first thing they do is they hit us on our income tax. Mm-hmm. Right. So they extort money from the American people. They use the government as the collection agency, and the IRS is nothing more than a collection agency for private private bank called the Federal Reserve. Okay? Yes, it is. That's all they are. They use the government to extort the money out of us, and then the government turns around and pays them billions upon billions of dollars in payments and interest on what? Loans that the government took out from the Federal Reserve and the World Bank. Yeah, we're talking Klaus Schwab and the boys, World Economic Forum and all that. 
Now, so basically, they, they've turned the American people, the people around the world, really, into their little um, um, worker bee colony. Mm-hmm. They're little slaves. And we we work to provide and take for and take care of our family. But to, in their eyes, we're working to pay them billions of dollars out of our income tax, our credit card interest, our bank loans, our car loans, our, you know, using the car to buy groceries, um, any anything that has interest attached to it attached to it is enriching these world bankers that are have created all the problems that we have suffered through over the last two years. Mm. They are the problem. And now we're about to pay stu- student loans, bro. Yeah. The student loan thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you, you know, nobody for the folks who think, Oh, my student loan is going to be forgiven. No, it's not. What's happening is if they actually do this, I don't think they will, but if they actually do it, um, because actually it's illegal, the president doesn't have the authority to do it. But anyway, (laughs) but the point is, is that uh, even if he was able to do it, uh, somebody's going to pay for those loans. Mm -hmm. And guess whose back it lands on, brother? Yours and and me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The taxpayers. Mm -hmm. They're paying for those loans. And it's 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 laying a whip across their back that's already aching from working from dawn to dusk to take to try to provide for their family because the government and everybody else is taking so much money out of their paycheck. Mm-hmm. When I was working out there in California, brother, about forty percent of my ch- paycheck was gone before yeah. I even got a penny out of it. Yeah, does that sound about right? That sounds about right. Yeah, lately, same thing with me, bro. Oh, yeah. now it's nope. and the government. I don't know why, but it's like it seems like they like to audit me almost every year since I started doing my own taxes. That's kind of funny. You do your own taxes, and they really want to audit you. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that uh, we're going to get to a point where the IRS is no more, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. we'll see. We're running out, running down on time. Is that right, brother? And, and a little bit. Yeah, we got nine minutes left on this right. Zoom call, but we can <clears> so log back is, in and continue. No worries. Sounds good. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Stop asking the world bankers, the government, or anybody else that wants to try to dictate to you how you are to live your life. Stop asking them for, for permission to live your life. But 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 bro, Romans thirteen, Romans thirteen. Oh my goodness, is that Romans thirteen always shows up? Bro, and the, it's and like the, and the, the answer. And you know what's the craziest thing about that? People that don't even know or understand the context of it, but they'll throw it at you. Romans don't have 13, a clue. Romans thirteen. They, they they have about as much of a clue as of what Romans thirteen is about as they do as, as to what. Bible prophecy is about. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. 90% of American Christians are clueless when it comes to Bible prophecy, but all of them think they're experts. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) That just drives me nuts. I'm just like, Uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I go, what what are you making all these predictions? You don't even know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah, I've seen two. I've seen some wacky ones in, over the last few days, brother. Oh, there's they're coming out of the yeah. woodshed, bro. Oh Everywhere. my goodness! It's like I, new stuff, and we're yeah. definitely living in the last days. No, oh, he's coming soon. Oh, brother! Yeah, I completely ignore the timing statements and the audience relevancy and what it meant to a first-century Jew as far as the idioms and metaphors in those prophecies. Um, just yeah, co- com- completely and utterly ignore all that. And if it doesn't fit in our paradigm of what we think the Bible is supposed to say about prophecy, then we just, we oh, well, the Bible's got to be wrong and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that timing yeah. statement, there's got to be, that can't be right. Cause, cause it doesn't fit within my 
my paradigm, my presupposition, right? So we take the round peg and we take a sledgehammer and we're trying to pound it into a square hole and it just ain't working. And so we, we make, we, we continue to make all these predictions because, you know, we read the left behind series by Tim LaHaye and we think, Oh, well now I'm a Bible prophecy expert. And we make prediction after prediction after prediction. And it's a fail after fail after fail. And how many fails does it take for you to re reevaluate your presupposition mm. and your paradigms? Yeah. Yep. You know, that's, and that's huge, bro, because, you know, we, we, we spoken about how, your scatological belief will affect the way you live. That's why a lot of people don't want to fight certain things when it comes to life and government and all this, because they feel, well, we're living in the last days. We're living. What the, what's the point? And it's like, no, right. that's not and the then, point. We, and then like, people take uh, advantage of that selling, you know, survival food and everything else, oh, Absolutely, you know, buy gold, buy survival food, uh, because you know, Mark of the beast, and you know, yeah, the antichrist yeah. is coming 666 and, and seven years lock, of tribulation. Logging into Jim you know, Baker's website and buying a bucket of slop. <laughs> and I'm going, timing statement, timing statement, timing statement. Yeah, uh, yeah, that inconvenient verse, you know, Revelation chapter one that says, shortly to come. Reve- the last verse in Revelation says, I come quickly. Uh, yeah, that. Quickly is not 2,000 years, folks. If it is, then we're going to be in the end times for the next 3,000 years. How's that one? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Quickly, it was mm. the first century generation. That's what that book was. It was outlining. The entire book was outlining the destruction of the temple, the destruction of Jerusalem, and the, and the bringing in of the new covenant age. It's not about the end of the world. It's about the end of the old covenant world. It's about the end of the old covenant age. That's what the book is about. The chapters 19 through, I'm sorry, nope, let me go back. Chapters mm-hmm. 4 through 19 right. are about the seven-year tribulation period. And guess what? Josephus, who was an eyewitness to that period, recorded all of it. <laughs> and you can read it as history because it happened 2,000 years ago. Between 60, was it 63 and 70 AD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when the tribulation occurred. That that was when 666 happened. That was when the mark of the beast happened. That was when the Antichrist happened, who happened to be Nero, that's whose name right. in Gematria yeah. turns out to be 666. Mm-hmm. I mean, good yeah. night. How long are we going to be wacky and... <laughs> And live our life thinking that we got to keep looking for an antichrist and keep, and, you know, the shots, you know, COVID shots are the mark of the beast, brother. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, they're not. They're, they're bioweapons, but they're not the mark of the beast. <laughs> That's not what that was. Yeah. And you got to go into Jewish history and understand Jewish culture and mindset to understand what that was. Mm-hmm. I recommend, I recommend the Perusia by J. Stewart Russell. Ford yes, was written by R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. A lot of people should know who R.C. Sproul is. That book, the Perusia, the New Testament doctrine of our Lord's second coming, one of many books I've read on the subject, but this one really nails it. <clears throat> if you want to- excellent book. Excellent book. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, brother, <laughs> let me ask you a question. How do we go against that flow? How do we stop ourselves from being controlled, from being mm, captivated by you know, Romans 13, that it's thrown at us and, and trying to find the parallels between scripture and the government and following, you know, what they're asking us to do or following every rule. Now, as Christians, as believers, what are we to stand on first before we actually think about what we're going the next step is going to be? Stand on biblical principles. Ooh, repeat that again. Stand on biblical principles. The Mm. government doesn't override biblical principles. Amen. When the government shut down churches during the COVID uh, fake pandemic, (laughs) you won't believe it's real? No. You know what? Who's getting sick right now? The people who had the shots. If Mm. you've had two shots and two boosters, you got COVID. You know who's not getting sick? The people who didn't have the shots and depended on natural immunity. 
Yeah. So consider that. Now, when they shut down the churches and the churches cooperated, the churches abandoned biblical principles that we're supposed to meet on the first day of the week because that was the day that the resurrection occurred Mm. and not to forsake that assembly. Hebrews says we forsook the, we forsook the assembly because the government became God. When the government made that edict, they were in defiance of God's edict. Mm. And you don't listen to a government that is in defiance of God's edict. You don't, oh, the government told me I I can't do this. Even though God told me I'm supposed to do it, the government said not to in Romans 13, so I'm going to just follow what the government says. Now, does that make sense to anybody? Mm. And God is supposed to bless us? When we turned our backs on him? No. No, 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 no. You got to become the kid that's sent to the principal's office because he doesn't conform to something that the school wants when you know what the school is doing is wrong. You got to be willing to go to the principal's office and fight your battle. We've got to become, for fail of a better word, the rebel. Yeah. This is, no, I'm not shutting my church down. No, I'm not getting a shot that's going to poison my body. The scripture clearly says we're supposed to take care of our bodies. And if we know that shot is not safe and not effective, then why are we going out and getting it? And why are we listening to the propaganda machine that's put out by the mass media? For God's sake, folks, it's time to wake up. It's time to stop playing this silly game, this paradigm, this this world that we've created around ourselves. It's a fake world. It's 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 the Truman Show. It's the Matrix. And who has dictated to us what our society is? The world bankers, corrupt politicians in the government, the Federal Reserve. I mean, it, it, these are the people who create the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. For us, instead of us going, what? I'm going to live in, the, in in my world, you know, mm-hmm. not their world, right? Mm-hmm. The world that God made, the world mm-hmm. that God created. And and so we live in this matrix where uh, FICA score is a gel self cell that we put ourselves in. Mm. Think about that. It's an economic right. jail cell. And we we voluntarily walk into the jail cell, shut the door, and we live in that economic jail cell the rest of our life. Now, maybe that's a picture that will help people to understand what I'm talking about. Because what I'm saying is shocking to people. Oh, yeah. Because they've become so used to uh, having a leash attack attached to them like like you're leading a dog in the park right mm-hmm. right so used to being controlled by these private banks that who by the way created these fica scores as a control technique as a as a a control over society just as china is using the social credit score score as a means of control over their society and americans get all worked up over that oh we don't have no social credit score out here in america that ain't going to happen but you accepted an economic credit score that puts you into an economic jail and you oh don't got to have a good fica score got to live according yeah. to what they tell us got to have all that credit yeah and pay it off as i live my life so you got to become the rebel, break free from that. I have. And I tell you, folks, it's freeing. Mm-hmm. It is freeing. Now, I'm going to say something that people are not going to like. Uh-oh. And that is this. Live within your means. Mm. I got to have it. I got to have it. Oh, I know. I can throw the plastic down and buy it. I'll just pay it later. <laughs> Gotta have it, gotta have it. Oh, let's talk, let's talk about monthly payments. 
Now, what we're talking about is economic slavery. Mm. What's the biblical principle? The, 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 the borrower is a slave to the lender. Yeah. So guess who's a slave, brother? The president, the U.S. legislature, our judicial branch, and the American people. We're mm-hmm. slaves to a private bank called the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they own us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we didn't follow biblical principles, and we decided, oh, we're smarter than God. So we're going to borrow money, trillions of dollars from this Federal Reserve, which is a part of the World Bank. And <laughs> and we're, we're going to be rich. You don't get rich by going into debt. That's kind of kind of you know, opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't dig a hole and think you're going to fly fly up in the clouds. It doesn't work that way. <clears throat> but people are so used to it. We, we've been so mind controlled mm-hmm. and so, so um, manipulated. Indoctrinated. Conditioned. Indoctrinated. Yep. And conditioned mm-hmm. to think this way. Thinking outside of that box seems weird and odd. And how, what, how can you do that? I don't, you know, and, and there are mind control techniques used to get people to live this way. And so we live as economic slaves all our life, Mm. unless we learn how to break free from that. Well, that's just the economic side. What about the social side? We got to do what's socially norm, you know, socially acceptable. Right. Right. I'm sorry, which pronoun should I use for your name or for, for your person? So how would you want to be, which pronoun do you want to be referred to? What's your pronoun? That's the latest thing being pushed, right? Yeah. And so they're trying to make that the norm of society. And taboo, taboo, if you don't do that. Oh, absolutely. Right? You see the mind conditioning, folks? If you want it to be male and female, then make it male and female, and you don't have to have anybody's permission to do it. Got it? (laughs) You want to live debt-free? You don't have to have the World Bank's permission to live debt-free or Mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve's permission to live debt-free or the government's permission to live debt-free. Just do it. Yep. Buck up, buttercup. Stop (laughs) crying. Stop whining that, oh, the government's done this to me and the government's done that to me. Oh, the bank, they took my car, they repulled my car. They're just so mean. <laughs> no, you didn't make the payment. Mm-hmm. Right? That so who do you blame? Go look in the mirror and have a little conversation with yourself. All right? <laughs> and say, what? That, that was a stupid tax. Why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Right. Absolutely. So I'm not doing it that way anymore. Learn from your mistakes, folks. Look, I used to be an economic slave. I was so deep in debt, brother. Mm. I I th- I thought I, I I thought it was going to take me an eternity to dig my way out of that debt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I thought I'd done dug my way to the center of the earth. I was so deep in debt. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I climbed out. Yep. And I and I've, I and I embraced the pain of mm-hmm. climbing out. It was painful. It was hard. Blood, sweat, and tears. And I remember that. And I never want to get in that situation again, ever again. I'm looking at these houses out here, brother. Two how two of my neighbors have put for sale signs up on their houses. Wow. And I'm seeing up 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 around other places, and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is a really nice neighborhood. These are nice homes. And I'm going, what's going on? Right. Here's a possibility. I'm not saying this is the this is the case, but I think with a lot of Americans that are putting for sale signs on their homes, yeah. this is what's happening. They've they've they're living on credit. Mm. And they're using credit to try to make it through this downturn in the economy. Yeah. And they keep digging themselves deeper and deeper and deeper in debt. Mm 
And it gets to the point where it gets so deep in debt that you're unable to make the payments any longer. Yeah. So they repo your car and you've got a for sale sign on your house or you get foreclosed on. And is it the bank that did it to you? No, they, they did the manipulation. They did the propaganda. They, they manipulated your mind to follow their system. But you voluntarily decide to walk into that jail cell and close the door. Yeah. So look in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself. You got hit. It's time to get back up and face your opponent again. You want your black belt? You got to take two heads, get up, and then test. Mm. Yep. Right? You want to be economically free? You want to live... You want to live your life without asking anybody's permission to live it? You got to get up after getting hit and start fighting back. How do you fight back? You take control of your own life. How do you take control of your own life? You start you stop living according to their system. Mm. And you open up that Bible and you start studying it and you say, "Okay, this is how I'm supposed to do things." I'll do it according to God's way God says to do it. And you know what happens when you start doing it the way God says to do it? You get the other guys upset. Mm. They don't like it. That's true. They do not like it because you're not making those interest payments anymore. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And when you don't make those interest payments, who's going to hurt? Hmm. Not you. You're taking exactly. the money that you would have made that interest payment and you're putting it in the bank of savings, aren't you? Yep. It's hurting. It's hurting the credit card company. It's mm-hmm. hurting. The, it's hurting the bank. Right? right. That's who it's hurting. They depend on all that interest. You know how banks get so rich? Interest payments. Mm. You know why credit card companies are so rich? Interest payments. Oh, I just, I'll pay it off at the end of every month. No, you don't. Stop lying to yourself. Who does that? You think you're going to do it. Then you get to the end of the month. You go, I don't, I don't have enough money to pay this thing off. Okay. I'll just make the minimum payment. (laughs) I mean, everybody does that. Anybody tells you I pay it off after every time I pay it off at the end of the month. They're lying. (laughs) No, they don't. Yep. <laughs> Nobody does that. True. Yeah. And when you're borrowing money, you're you're taking a chance that you're saying, Oh, I think I can handle this. I can make these payments. Can you really? You know what's gonna happen the next day? Oh, you you can predict the future, huh? You think you can make those payments and nothing's ever gonna happen to take that money away from you? <laughs> Holy cow, folks, let's wake up. <laughs> And stop living according to their system. You want to fix America? Fix the church, fix the family, and fix your finances. And it'll fix America. And no way for Congress to do it. You do it. You do it for your family. That's what'll fix America. The Congress ain't going to fix America. Neither is the president. Neither are the courts. You don't have to fix it. The American people. Start following God's principles and you'll fix it. Your thoughts, brother. (laughs) I'm with you all the way. (laughs) It's so true, folks. What my brother is talking about is so true. Uh, We become slaves. We enslave ourselves with debt. We enslave ourselves with this mindset that we think that's the way life should be, especially here in the United States of America. But no, There is way different ways to do things and do business and be able to pay off things and become good stewards, good savers of our money. We live within our means. Do not buy stuff for the sake of buying when you can't afford it. (laughs) Buy it when you can afford it and you still got money left to continue living. Right, brother? But we all fall in the same boat, bro. I, I, you know, we've spoken about this before, you know, having accumulated debt for some years and praise the Lord, working on, you know, getting rid of that debt. And hopefully here within the next few years, we'll be debt free as well, brother. And we'll be, living, nice. you know, debt free and, and, and looking forward to in the future buying a home, 
we might have to leave California. I don't know if we're going to stay in California, but uh, those are the things that we're looking for or looking at, you know, as we are moving forward in our life. But yes, being, we were debt free at one point and man, man, oh man, oh man, that was a, a blessed time. Uh, I mean, it's a blessed time today as well, but I mean, being debt free, not having to be cutting checks every month to those uh, nasty uh, finances, finance companies, you know, yeah, <laughs> it was very nice. And you're able to afford uh, things, cash yep. or yeah. writing you straight check that goes from my account and I'm okay. So it's <laughs> nice. Isn't it? Oh, it's are very you, nice. It's very are nice. You, are you using the, um, that method where you, you pay the lowest, the, the, the lowest one first. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good method. Pay, it feels I good. Pay, oh, it feels great. I pay the yeah. first credit card, done. Uh, increase my payment on the se- on the second one that I'm working on. Um, I'm like $700 left to pay off. And then yeah. I'm jumping to our third, which is a, the, a little bit bigger one. And, yeah. And after that, we just got one more. And praise the Lord, yeah. it's going to be. Do, yeah. you have the, do you have the scissors ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys, you know what you do? Cut those, cut those devil things up. Uh, you know what, bro? I'm gonna and make then, a video. And, uh, well, I'm gonna make a video of doing. You that. make a video, and then Good. I'm gonna play awesome. that song. You know that commercial where the kids are yep. going back to school, and the song goes, "It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> off my life." <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, cut those things up, and then take your wife, Lacey, mm-hmm. and take her out and celebrate. Oh, absolutely. Make a celebration out of it. Oh, most definitely. We will. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a nice uh it'll be joyful. Us. We'll celebrate it in a, yeah. in a, in a embrace in a nice the, embrace the pain now so that you never forget it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's and, definitely and, there. And, and yeah, no, I know, I know. It, it's no fun. I know what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. look, like I, I, I do empathize with the folks that are suffering. You know, through this mm-hmm. economic downturn, and I do empath- I do empathize with you, and that's why I'm so adamant about this. That's why I'm so uh, worked up over it, yeah. because I know it's hurting people, and I know yeah. what it feels like to hurt. Yeah. With that, yeah. and, and see, it's a and, and it's a blessing you know? to hear from someone that has been through it, has struggled. You know, yeah. was drowning in the sea of uh, finance. Uh, 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 you know, finances, right? Mm-hmm. But you rose above, you know, the Lord gave you, you know, right. the ability to be able to do it. You planned it, you put it together. You even attended a couple seminars, right? Yeah. And, or took a couple classes in regards to how to, and man, you're enjoying financial, Yeah. Financial, financial, right. Peace University. Yeah. Financial Peace University. I do recommend it for anybody in this audience. It'll so teach you things. It'll, it'll shock you. You'll yeah. learn things about yourself. You didn't know. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> you know, but it's it's extremely doable, and I believe yeah. biblically we are charged to be good stewards of our money, and that goes into the way we spend our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in the Bible it doesn't talk about uh, having a credit card, but it does talk about owing others <laughs> and right. how we pay. We need to pay those debts, right? Right. So uh, we need to be wise in doing those things. So, so, so if you're an independent thinking, smart individual. And smart doesn't mean um, IQ. IQ has nothing to do with being smart. Oh, I shocked people with that one. Mm. <laughs> you know what has to do with being smart? The wisdom of God. Ooh, amen. That's what has to do with being smart. If you're a smart individual and they start coming around in the fall and say, oh, monkeypox, 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 go get the vaccine. What are you going to do? Are you going to listen to them after they've already lied to you time and time and time and time again? I just be like a little robot. What's that? What's that Pink Floyd song where the, you know, you ever seen the video where they're marching? They're just marching in that. In, was it the? Oh, uh, <clears throat> we don't need no yeah, education. Uh, Remember that one? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Brick on the wall. Another brick, brick in the, the wall. wall. Brick in the mm-hmm. wall. Yeah, another brick in the wall. Right. Yeah. Don't be another brick in the wall. <laughs> oh, that. that. Right. Talk right. about prophetic song. That song yeah. right there. <laughs> they, they nailed it. They nailed it because yeah. they understood what was going on. It, it, it's, it's, it's all a big lie. It's all a big game. Mm-hmm. When we start living according to God's rules, the, the world, the, you know, the deep state and the world bankers, the, the cabal, the globalists, their rules, rules get thrown out the door. And, you know why there's so many armed federal agent 
agent raids on people now mm. because people aren't playing by their rule their rules anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. And their rules are unconstitutional. They're not playing by the rules. The rule is the Constitution. That's the law of the land. We're not a democracy. You know what a democracy is, brother? Mm. It's 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 when three wolves and a lamb get together and vote on what they're having for dinner. <laughs> That's a democracy. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really good. That's a democracy. <laughs> We're a constitutional republic because the constitutional republic goes by the rule of law, and the rule of law protects the minority. Mm. It protects the lamb from the three wolves. That's what we are. And what's the rule of law? It's the Constitution. Yeah. And when the government ignores the Constitution, we hold the government accountable. And that's why I mm. think county sheriffs need to start arresting uh, these government agencies, these federal government agents that come in and they start breaking laws. Yep. Like raiding a former president's home without probable cause. Lying about what, lying to the judge, you know, doing some creative writing in, in the, in, in, to get the warrant. Yeah. Lying. And then seizing things that they're not supposed to seize, searching in areas they're not supposed to search in. I mean, geez, they broke so many laws. Yeah. But, oh, no, Romans 13. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) When is is the FBI and and the government going to start obeying Romans 13? That's what I want to (laughs) know. That's a good one. Yep, exactly. Holy cow. Because we abide. If you want to abide by Romans 13, abide by the doggone Constitution. And when the government, you know what? You know what I was told in the military? Mm. You what don't obey. You don't obey unlawful orders. Mm, there you. Go. You know what I was told in the, in the law enforcement back when you know we were taught yeah. this stuff. Yeah. You don't obey unlawful orders. Yeah, yeah. The same That's what I was taught. If, if your supervisor is telling you to do something that that's against department policy, you go with department policy. I had a sergeant tell me, told me, walks up on a scene and he says, arrest him. He didn't even know right. what was going on yet. He goes, put him in cuffs, arrest him. I turned around, looked at that sergeant and I went, for what? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't determined there's a crime yet. <laughs> you know what he did? He backed off. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've had officers say, Sarge, you want to arrest him? You go ahead. <laughs> it's all you. There you go. Come you on. Go ahead and arrest them. Oh man, that's you know? awesome. Put it on them. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. telling you gave you just gave me an unlawful order. <laughs> I'm not following it. You want to write me up, it. write me up. We'll find right. it out later. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what awesome. has to happen. You know, I mean and, and so that's what we gotta do to the government. Government, you just gave me an unlawful order. Yeah. You just violated the constitution. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So don't shut down churches when they, when they try to tell you to shut down in the fall. Don't do it. When are we going to get some pastors to have some cojones? Mm. Right. That's huge. Yep. Stop being little milly mouth trying to please everybody. Do you take a poll every time you start to prepare a sermon? Oh, let's poll the people and see what I can talk what? about this week. All right, let's see what they want to hear. <laughs> Holy cow. No, you open up the scripture and you find out what it says and you just lay it out there. And if the people don't like it too bad, deal with it. Absolutely. Stop treating it as a, as a career. It's a ministry. Well, I might, they might fire me and I might lose my, but then go get a, go get a regular job. If the people don't want to listen to God, then become like the prophets of old. I've been reading about Elijah and Elisha. They didn't take any. They didn't take any crap off of anybody, uh. <laughs> including the king. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, men, stand up and be men. Why? Why is it Jordan Peter Peter Peterson? Is that his name? Yeah, Jordan Peterson. 
Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Why is why is it he can sit there and tell men to buck up Buttercup and the passers can't? What the heck's going on? Why is it the people in the pew are fighting the battle and the passers are cowering under the pulpit? What mm. the? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm on a rant tonight, brother. I love it. It's been pent up. I've been waiting. For it's been podcast. pent up, huh? It's all that time we haven't gotten on a, uh, on the podcast, huh? Yeah. It's just, it's just I been mean, waiting to burst yeah. out. <laughs> yep, yep. And you know what? We're going to be under this slavery until we decide we're going to stand up and do something about it. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff, my brother. Great points. And uh, what a challenge, folks. This should be a challenge for all of us. Look, my brother, the brain and I, we we love you all. And we get amped up and because we do care about these things. We care for the believer so much that, you know, we want you, we, we want to talk about truth and we want you to be aware about these truths and challenge you to look things up, to challenge us in any way, you know, with scripture in regards to what we we're talking about. Uh, it's all about truth. And we, we love to do it. We love sharing. We love to encourage people. You know, sometimes it feels like we're stepping on toes, but uh, where it's good to feel challenged. It's good to be, you know, have that feeling of being stepped on there. That way we can, sometimes we need to wake up. Sometimes we need to buck up, like my brother was saying, and especially men. Uh, we, we have a heart for men that uh, we, we take our responsibility and our duties as husbands and, and head of households and men of the church and, you know, just men in general, that we, this is what we want, especially for Christian men. Christian men should be above reproach, should be above humbleness and serveness, that uh, we need to be better at stewardship in everything that we do. And we challenge each other, encourage each other, and love one another. That's right, my brother. Amen, brother. And you're very nice, brother. Because you, you, you said stepping on toes. Yeah, I was nice. Yes. Yeah, you were nice. We've been doing tiger foot stomps. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, we like to use a two by four and hit you yeah. on the side of the head. Right. But I figured, all right, we'll go, I'll go mellow. Step on your toes. We're just stepping on your toes. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't want to hurt you in, the, in your safe space corner by stepping on your toes. Yeah, don't want to see the tears. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Man. Yeah. No, it's it's good to get toughened up. It's good to do those spiritual push-ups and get toughened up because we're in a war. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're in a spiritual war. And, and I think the church has gotten away from that. Mm, absolutely. The, the, the Joel Olsteins of the world. We had to get him in the podcast. You know, we got to mention him at least once. Every, you have to. Podcast. What's a podcast without <laughs> mentioning the yeah, greatest theologian yeah. that ever lived? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey, bro. <laughs> now that's sarcasm. <laughs> now yeah. that's one thing that I won't be stepping on toes. I will go straight up and punch you <laughs> with no, sarcasm. No. With sarcasm. No, 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 no. Not physically punch you. Not punch physically. You. Punch Sarca- him with sarcastically punch you. Punch him with Romans. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically, right? Oh, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, brother. What a blessing to uh, get your thoughts and uh, uh, to challenge us, you know, in this way, in this regard. And uh, man, we're speaking to you directly. Buck up, you know, and and for the women, let your man fall and scrape himself and tumble and get good hits and, and, and shake it off and get back up. And encourage them and tell them to continue, uh, you know, standing in God's truth. And and you're our helpers. We need you to be able to do these things. So we also uh, challenge the the women and encourage them to be the helpers that God called them to be. Mm -hmm. Yep. Any other thoughts, my brother, before we close out? If not, you know (sighs) what to do. Well, I'll just uh, go and put some soft music on and try to relax. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you going soft on me what? no what? just just trying to get keep the old ticker working oh, there, there you go you got so amped up right i gotta come down i gotta come down 
Yep. <laughs> All right. So, folks, yeah, he's, he's right. We do care about you. That's why we say the things we say. Obviously, we're not doing this to make money. Because <laughs> if we no. were, we would have said half of what we said. But, but anyway. I would turn into Joe Osteen if I wanted to make a bunch of money, bro. Come on. Hello. Yeah, you'd be you'd be a millionaire. But, uh <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, folks, uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate all of you. And I'll see you in another two weeks, brother. <laughs> Ouch. That's, that, that's I, I, ju- I just took that's that one punch in the chest. <laughs> that's an inside joke. Anyway. I see so. what you did there. <laughs> yeah, bro. All right. Remember, folks, uh, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. Amen. And catch you on that flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, We wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. Allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us. And uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you.